Hey guys, welcome to the Tech People Podcast. My name is Ken Coyne. I'm your host and founder, as well as head of technology at Office Talent. I believe at the heart of any success story are the people who made it happen. Diversity, creativity, and innovation, when nurtured in people, can lead to an unbeatable formula. I created this podcast to share the experiences of some truly inspirational leaders on their journey to success. Enjoy the show. Hi guys, welcome back. This is your host, Ken Coyne. We continue our customer experience series this week, where we dive into customer satisfaction. How can we improve customer satisfaction and how can technology support this? To help in answering these questions, I'm delighted to be joined by Franklin Puskanali, who is the Director of Sales Operations and Customer Service at IPWE. Welcome to the show, Franklin. Hey, Ken. Thanks for having me today. Really excited to be here and great to be speaking with you again. Yeah, likewise. I'm very interested to hear more about your experience of customer satisfaction and how you're improving on it. But before we get to that, maybe we could just maybe learn a bit more about you. Could you give us some background, please? Yeah, absolutely. As you already covered, my name is Franklin Bruschinelli. I'm the Director of Sales and Operations and Client Service at IPWE. I've been with the IPWE team for about four years now and in this specific role for about two of those years. Before that, I completed my bachelor's in economics at the University of Cincinnati, and I worked in the financial service industry for about a year and a half after that. Awesome. So tell us about, I mean, today we're going to focus on customer satisfaction. So why is this so important for you? Yeah. Well, for a little context, IPWE was founded in 2018, and we were the first platform to connect the world's IP using blockchain and artificial intelligence. So customer satisfaction is important to us because of the unique asset we work with, being intellectual property or patents. In most cases, IP can be someone's life work, and we help clients in understanding the value of their assets and their position to build out a monetization journey to help them achieve ROI. The executional approach is tailored to the specific client's ideas or inventions, but at the end of the day, the process and tools we are using are consistent across the board for our clients. This allows us to provide the best service possible. Okay. And do you mean your solution that you have, I guess that you don't have much competition because blockchain, I can't imagine too many uh, new technologies with that in, in the marketplace. Would that be correct? Blockchain is relatively new in the space. When we got our start in 2018, this was our first use case, putting all of the world's IP data onto one single registry. There have been a ton of awesome applications for blockchain and how it can improve businesses across the board. But for us, it was clear that blockchain can bring transparency and reduce the inefficiencies in the patent space. It is new to the space only because the technology to support this level of functionality has not existed. The blockchain aspect, we have an element of artificial intelligence that helps us evaluate those patents on an individual basis. And that, again, just helps us better service our clients and and give them a better view of what patents they have and how they can better use them in the market. Very cool because, you know, I mean, clearly you're you're a market leader here in this space. And I love that you're focusing on customer satisfaction. In my experience, you know, a lot of companies now are, are focusing on customer satisfaction because it gives them an edge over the competition. But you're already, sounds like you're getting ahead of the curve and you want to start that focus quite early, even though you're kind of leading this new technology. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the platform itself, is a good tool 
that we've been deploying and using. We just had a recent update in January of this year. And before, you know, in the early days, we were very focused on specific one-off transactions. So using our platform and our network and experience to connect buyers and sellers and facilitate patent transactions. And now, you know, as time has evolved and people are becoming more intelligent and understanding of IP and how important it is, you know, they know a little bit about their own markets that they're in. They just want some tools that will empower them to execute these strategies that they want to deploy. And so that's kind of where we step in. Okay, very cool. So talk to us about, you know, customer, I mean, what are you guys in your experience doing to help the whole area of customer satisfaction? What has worked well, maybe not not so well even? It'd be great if you could share your experience. Yeah, so for those companies that we want to work with that may have never heard of us, how do we cut through the clutter and be unique? We do a unique asset class of intellectual property, but we're not the only provider in the space. So to address this, we always focus on client satisfaction, and we're looking for ways to improve this. In some cases, it can be different just because of the different area of IP. It creates new markets, different strategies, and ways that we can deploy transaction routes. Okay. One thing I have learned during my time at IPWE is that innovation is everywhere, from individual patent owners, SMEs, enterprise-sized accounts, and even universities. So we prioritize doing that initial research, whether it's the market research or the tech research, or even specific company analysis to help us in our approach. Tailoring it to them is obviously going to take you more time, but it's going to yield better results. It's the job of IPWE to help our clients turn their complex and tangible assets into viable business assets. Thanks to the technology we use and our experience in the IP space, we have been able to provide the answers to our clients to show them new ways to utilize their technology. Now, with these tools and change comes resistance from the market. In the early days, we would tell people we're built on blockchain. And the first question would be, what is Bitcoin? Now, the market's understanding of these new technologies has matured and made it easier. But we still spend a lot of our time working with IP experts, clients, and organizations to get their feedback on what they want the platform to be. We do this by hosting webinars, providing demos, and running surveys on what is important to them. So... That is the easiest way to get some feedback from the market is simply to ask. You know, the client will always tell you what they want to know, what is important to them. And that's the easiest way for us to understand the market as well. So, do you like, do you send like, is it email surveys or your phone calls or how do you manage that? Primarily, it's um, through surveys or webinars that we've hosted. The easiest way is to, you know, get a survey out on our social channel. We have, a great audience on there and we've been really active in the last few months okay. and you know just asking them questions on on what is important to them what brought them to the site you know this helps us revise our own strategies to make it easier for clients to understand what we are doing i mean it truthfully is a little bit complex because it is ip and mm-hmm. the messaging may not always be clear there's also that distinction between you know what i like to call an experienced ip seller and an unexperienced ip seller being you know think of an an ibm who has an extensive patent portfolio whose main source of revenue is is considered their licensing business compare that with the sole inventor who has one patent who just got it granted by the uspto and now they don't know what to do right being granted a patent doesn't give you the the opportunity to monetize it, it's up to you to figure out a way to generate ROI. So, you know, we help both of those 
those aspects. And we need to understand exactly what is important to both of those type of profiles. And, you know, just on that, the survey piece, is it, you know, is it difficult to get those people to respond and give you good feedback? And two, is it possible that it can be a bit one-sided if, if you're just getting the same people each time and it's just, the, you know, responding that you might give me a one-sided view? Just, just a question. What is your opinion on that? So in the early days when we were doing some, some surveys to get feedback, you know, we used our own product to help entice people or to get some feedback from them. So we have a service of reports that we can offer. And, you know, if you were to complete the survey, you enter into essentially a raffle to win a free IP we report on your patents and IP. So this is very specific to the patent owners, someone who has IP who wants to get that free report. That gives us one view. Recently, we just did a, a similar survey kind of a few you know months later as the platform has grown to be more broad in the sense of the evaluation of patents and, and the transaction supporting features. But instead of our own product, we offered you know a $50 Amazon gift card, which brought in a, a whole different bunch of prospects, maybe people who are not IP holders, but venture capital folks who are investing in IP brokers who work with IP law firms. So, you know, that is a way to entice different groups of people. But both of the the surveys yielded some good results. And we were able to kind of get two different views as to how we can better position this and what is really important to the clients at the end of the day. Fantastic. I love that idea. Uh, it's really good to get a good uh, view on it. How about um, in terms of the technology? I mean, how are you using technology to support you in the process? Yeah. I mean, technology is growing exponentially now more than ever. Clients can go do their own research and have their mind made up before even speaking with you. And there are several tools we use on our end to help make sure that the client is satisfied day to day. Because as soon as an issue arises, it's important for us to fix it, whether it's from the platform, a simple request, or just someone new from the website who wants to see a demo. So you know, making sure everything's responded in a timely manner helps improve client satisfaction and even new client satisfaction. Is there any particular tools that you use in this process? Yeah, we primarily use Jira as our help desk. You know, this is the easiest way to get issues out to the team to help respond. And it's kind of our, our one and all tool to help support customers in the platform itself. You know, clients can trigger requests that get sent through Jira and then dished out to the sales team or the support team depending on where they fit through. So it's really been a really useful tool for us. We've also used Asana to help us in organizing internal matters. And obviously, all of the communication tools such as Zoom, Teams, and even Dialpad for some calling aspects of of the sales organization. So this is part due to the work from home movement that has been starting ever since two years ago. Okay. And... We were primarily a a remote company before the pandemic because we are still relatively small, but we have a global reach. So we have people all over the world. And, you know, now everybody's used to this virtual environment and connecting and meeting with anyone to share new ideas, strategies, or explain visions that they have. So, you know, the technology has been really good to support us and help us respond in real time each and every day. And would you say the pandemic has been good for you guys in terms of kind of customer satisfaction or not so good? So the pandemic itself and causing everybody to work remote 
was obviously a change for everyone, but what it did increase was people's willingness to learn on their own and go and do webinars and virtual events and connect with people that they primarily would never have done. So, you know, during the early days of the pandemic, we had a bunch of webinars and this helped us just get our message out and create more of an awareness of, you know, how difficult it traditionally has been in the IP space. So it was useful to collaborate and connect with more people and host more events virtually. So people would be more willing to come and spend 30 minutes listening on a call. It's kind of become, you know, very standard as as all these webinars are, are coming up more and more often and people can just pop into one while they're sitting at home drinking a cup of coffee. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's fantastic. And and I think also you're gonna, getting access to a much bigger audience than you might have previously, you know, if you were in one location. Exactly. Like I said, we are global. So the time zones are different, but people can still just pop in at any time they want. Yeah, fantastic. Tell me, how, so how do you see this evolving for the future? So more and more businesses are adopting the remote work model. So technology mm-hmm. and tools will continue to build and support that being able to access the information on the go and connect with people you've never met and have these discussions. If you have a computer, a phone, and an internet connection, I mean, you can work from anywhere. Now, this is obviously good and bad for many reasons, but traditionally, people have had an office, and that is their workspace. And then they have their home, which is their place to unplug. Now, our homes have become our offices, and we lose that separation. So I think it's important to find a healthy balance to find the time to unplug. Otherwise, you could end up burning out. So the biggest benefit of the remote work life is always going to be that freedom you have to pick up and go somewhere else to get that change of scenery, whether it's a coffee shop down the road or a beach house to get out of the winter cold. But the technology is going to continue to allow people to connect and develop new solutions and strategies so they can continue to innovate society. Yeah, very interesting. And I just one final question, if you don't mind, Franklin, in terms of customer satisfaction as technology evolves more and more, do you see it becoming much more difficult to maintain uh, customer satisfaction and keep on building on it? I don't think it will be more difficult, but it'll obviously change as technology continues to improve. People continue to improve. You know, the demands will also change and what will make them happy today won't make them happy tomorrow. So it's important to be adaptive and understanding of what the client wants and what is really bringing them back to the site and what is really making them happy. So it's important to stay up to date with the trends, the time, and the, the clients themselves. Great, Franklin. Listen, well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Really appreciate it. If people would like to get in touch with you, what is the best way? Yeah, thanks, Ken. The best way for people to connect with me is just shoot me a connection on LinkedIn. I'm happy to have a conversation and even show you some of our platform if you're an IP holder. Fantastic, Franklin. Listen, thank you so much again. Yeah, thank you, Ken. I appreciate the time.